Oh, you have to say, oh dang. You have to say bye. <laughs> you have to say bye. Like, oh no. For today. That's the clip for this episode. You have to say bye. <laughs> Senior sign on. Shifty work into the box. And across, it's in! Oh, it's LaRue! It's a dream return! Hi, everyone. Welcome to Casual FC, a World Cup preview podcast. At least for a little bit. <laughs> I'm your host, Angel Morales, and this is Mario Salazar. Welcome to our preview. We'll be taking a look at the World Cup and kind of going over it from a different point of view, from the casual to the expert. What is this about? Who's playing? Where are they playing? All of that stuff. How can we watch it? Uh, and hopefully, you know, whether you're casual or whether you're experienced, then you'll learn something new. Definitely. It's our normal stuff, but uh, just a different group of folks this time. Oh, a, a whole bunch more. International. A little more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, we're going global today. Yeah. So um, just to kind of start with the big points of everything, this is the Women's World Cup 2023. This is the ninth edition of the tournament, the very first one being in 91. Yes, 91. Yes. <laughs> um, but this is also the first time that it's being hosted by two different countries. Uh, so the two hosting countries are going to be New Zealand and Australia. Um, the really fun part about that is that they're both from different confederations. And if you're, you're new to all of this, confederations just mean like what part of the world do they kind of play together with? So you've probably heard the terms like CONCACAF or CONMEBOL or UEFA. Lots of letters were... that are thrown together to make an acronym. Kind of yes, like an onomatopoeia, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> but all of those are, are are the confederations that we play in. So the U.S. plays in CONCACAF, which is North America. It's the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean. And that's what those letters mean somehow when they get mashed <laughs> together. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows something, 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 federation. Like, yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Australia is actually part of the and is part of the Oceania Football Confederation. So not only is it interesting that this is the first time two countries are hosting, but they're also from two different, you know, places. Definitely. So that but... brings us into just kind of the structure, right? Yeah. So the cool thing about this World Cup is, or World Cup in general, is that you never really know who all the teams are going to be going in. They play qualifying tournaments. It's a very similar to like Olympic qualifying where you do go through different steps to make it to this final tournament. And this time we have eight first time countries that will be competing, which is super cool. That's amazing. But yeah, it's always really neat because it's interesting to see how their country and their federation like uh, puts the like the energy behind them and supports them or doesn't in some cases. It's especially women's soccer. Federation and country sport is wild and weird and complicated. We'll get into that. But <laughs> that's a story for a different episode of this World Cup podcast. Uh, but the eight first-time countries that I'm really excited to watch, actually, given the friendlies that have gotten us to this point, 
are Haiti, Morocco, Panama, the Philippines, Portugal, the Republic of Ireland, Vietnam, and Zambia. Who like that's who's making their debuts this year? So yeah, that's a lot of first times. Yeah, that's eight different teams. There's eight groups in the group play section. So like each one of them gets their own like moment possibly to shine. Uh, overall, there's 32 teams that play in the World Cup. That's like the final like top echelon of teams. And another milestone for the Philippines is that this is the first ever FIFA tournament for their women's or their men's team. So for them to make it here has already like gone further than their team has ever gone. So like, I'm hoping they at least get a win or score a goal. Like, like I hope they do well in that sense. I'm partial to their group and who I want to win their group, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, so, but yeah, the great yeah. thing about, about any of these first-time teams is that, you know, like you were saying, they're, we see the, these confederations sometimes just kind of, they're on the rise, so they're kind of pushing them, they're getting them going. Yeah, they show and, out. And the, yeah, and then, you know, all these teams, they've, they've got, a lot of these teams are professionals, you know, maybe playing mm-hmm. in actual professional leagues uh, in their home countries or abroad, or some of these players are, um, you know, kind of made up by a bunch of collegiate players um, or right a lot of like little known people like there's so many stories that come out of the world cup from smaller countries and smaller federations and that's what makes it so exciting is that any one of these teams whether it's the four-time champion u.s women's national team or a brand new like on the rise team like ireland or zambia coming in anyone can make a run at any given time it's almost as chaotic as the nwsl (laughs) (laughs) anything can happen (laughs) and not only that but for a lot of the times this takes place somewhere else in the world you know the u.s is not the center of the planet (laughs) so we get we get to enjoy weird times uh, for broadcast schedules so the broadcast schedules are bonkers (laughs) all right so as mario mentioned earlier this is being hosted by australia and new zealand so that's where the games will be played uh, so anyone here in the U.S., we are going to convert the times for you. No one needs to math because the math be math and, and no one wants that. So who is in these groups? Here's a little breakdown of each group and which countries are playing in that group. So group A, we have New Zealand, Norway, Philippines, and Switzerland. If you have paid attention to Angel City lately, you'll know why I'm a little partial to who I want to win this group. But <laughs> like I said, we'll get to that on a different episode. Um, group and not, B, not, or... only who, not only who we're partial to, but also because it would be the first time <laughs> yes. that they yes. would. And you know, they hey, would hey, we're talking about New Zealand here. <laughs> it's Captain Allie Riley's home team. Yep. All righty. So Group B is co-host Australia, the Republic of Ireland, Nigeria, the Lady Falcons, and Canada. That group is going to be one to watch. That's yeah. just going to be bonkers. Uh, the Matildas from Australia. And Sam, I don't know if the Irish have have a, a nickname. But again, we'll find more out on that eventually. As soon as, yes. as soon as there's a name, <laughs> the broadcasters will oh, use yeah, it to death. So. Group C are the Spanish, Costa Ricans, Zambians. Zambians? I'm not sure if it's a long or a short name. Zambia? So one. Okay, I don't know. They just beat Germany in their friendly, like their send-off game. So I'm pumped for them. And Japan with our queen, Junendo. 
Uh, group D is England, Haiti, Denmark, and China. That should also be an interesting group to watch. There's a lot of possible outcomes from that whole group. Group E is the USA, Vietnam, Ooh. Netherlands, and Portugal. I am and probably the most patriotic during the World Cup and the Olympics, so here we go. <laughs> here we go. And the uh, cool and thing is that uh, in our group, you know, we are the favorites going into the entire tournament, which is great. We'll talk in depth champions. about. Yeah, we'll talk in, de- in depth about all of that. But in our group, we ended up getting two debutantes, two first timers right. to, the, to the whole yeah. tournament. So I genuinely got their, kind of feel bad about that. Yeah, they've got their work cut out for them. But like we said, anything can happen. Anything can happen. All right. In group F, we have France, Jamaica, Brazil, and Panama. In Group G, we have Sweden, South Africa, Italy, and Argentina. And finally, in Group H, Germany, Morocco, Colombia, and South Korea. Okay, so we just gave you a bunch of names, a bunch of groups. There's eight groups, four teams each, and every single one. Now, if that just seems like a lot, I would encourage you to go to, you know, the FIFA.com website and go to the Women's World Cup and, you know, you can see it in a nice kind of visual package where it's like, you know, group A, group B and little boxes. Yeah, and it, it helps it your brain compartmentalize yeah. a little bit and exactly. make it a little bit more digestible. And you'll see the flags, you know, learn some <laughs> new flags if you need to. I know I did. Um, Every World Cup, we learn another flag. Yeah. <laughs> so how do the groups play into the larger kind of, you know, format of this World Cup? Uh, everybody got drawn into their groups. And what that means is that in the first stages, so the first two weeks, I think it's two and a half weeks of, I think so. of the tournament, you will only play the teams in your group who you got randomly selected with. So, for instance, in Group A, where we said New Zealand, Norway, the Philippines, and Switzerland, New Zealand will play one match against each of the other three teams on there. Now... And as you play, you get your, you know, your normal soccer points. You can uh, get your three points for the win, your Mm -hmm. one point for a tie, and zero points if you lose. The top two teams and every single one of these groups will move out of the group stages and get placed into a more traditional playoff bracket that you're familiar with. We're used to. March Madness type uh, knockout single elimination. It's basically like we go from eight different little challenge cups to uh, a March Madness bracket. It, each challenge cup is its own little section to get into the bracket. Exactly. So we're gonna hit. We're gonna hit that, and then that's really madness is going to ensue. <laughs> come that like last game of each stage. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody's unless gonna be it's fighting. like a, a blowout. <laughs> yeah, everybody's gonna be fighting for that for that single point. Every single point they can. Then we get into the groups, and it's single elimination. So and what does so, that mean, the games? Like, can they still tie in the knockout round? I'm guessing no. No no, no <laughs> ties in the knockout. There's going to be a winner um, in each one of these knockout rounds. It's win or lose. Winners keep going. Losers pack up and go home. Or, you know, they'll hang around and maybe watch the rest of it. <laughs> it's a long flight. <laughs> Yeah, could be either, could be both. We'll find out as it goes around. <laughs> now, if the games are tied by the end of regulation, by the end of the 90 minutes, uh, they will play an extra 30 minutes of overtime, which is 
two 15-minute halves. If there are no winners by the end of that, then we'll go into penalties. So we can get penalties as soon as the knockout rounds. Like, it's not like a, just a thing for the finals. It's, yep. It's stressful. <laughs> it is. It's mega stressful. and But the, it's the, also so much fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much pressure on those that, like, like yeah. things can go wrong. Like, penalties... Things can go wrong. Penalties are yeah. usually the thing that's that's almost a guarantee. It's not ever a guarantee, but it's pretty close to it, right? Like... You yeah. have the, the kicker has the advantage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the pressure of that world stage. Yeah. Is, Especially is... for some of these newer teams. It's heavy and it's loud. And every game, basically at any point of this tournament, any game feels like a championship game because it, for so many of these teams, it is. This is and... the furthest they've ever gotten. They're trying to break, you know, trying to get their team further than they did last time. And, and then you have getting... teams like, yeah. If you're getting to the penalty injured in 20 minutes of At um, least. That's without stoppage time. Exactly. (laughs) So I was going to mention that when I say 30 minutes of overtime or or of extra time, that's not to be confused with what we more commonly call stoppage time, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. any kind of time wasted during the the first half or the second half of the 45 minutes. There's always an added, like, one, two, five one minutes. One to six, usually minutes. Sometimes we've, there's ten. <laughs> we've seen. I think. I think in the last World Cup for the men's, they we got some like crazy like 12, 14, 15 it was minute, insane. like it was And those were all like within the either the first half or the second half. So if they're mm-hmm. gonna keep the refing the way they did, where they're being a lot more strict about time wasting, we might be getting these double digit uh, stoppage times. Then we'll get into extra time if we. Um, yeah, it's. Let's yeah. hope these games are for the players. Honestly, let's hope that they're like relatively standard time because once you get into overtime, extra time, and stoppage time, and all these extra things, you don't have legs left. And a lot of times, what you'll see is teams that go into overtime in the first couple rounds of the bracket, they don't make it past that next round because they're exhausted yeah this is a this is a long game for sure exactly so this entire turn takes place within a month so like we were saying two and a half weeks is just that group stages and then you've got those that last like two weeks ish uh, of the knockouts so games happen fairly frequently there's probably about a day or two rest in between um so tired legs is going to be a very very big thing yeah so Mario, what does this mean? Since he's technically is an angel, so yeah. what does this mean for the NWSL and teams within that? So I totally deep dived and looked into this because <laughs> I started seeing reports about national team replacement players, and I was like, "What? What is this? I don't understand. <laughs> does not compute." Right. <laughs> this is a lot of letters and a lot of things happening that I don't know about yet. <laughs> exactly, because national team placement players is just a really long phrase, a long word to say. And then they abbreviate it NTRP. And then you're just like, well, that doesn't even mean anything else. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've been keeping an eye or if you've just kind of seen things and you maybe saw national team replacement players, Angel City got two. We have two mm-hmm. national team replacement players. All the teams in the end of a were allowed to sign these players. Uh, these players are 
essentially free agents. They're they're players that are not assigned to any team at the moment. Uh, any team that has national players going on duty for whatever country they're going to is allowed to sign these replacement players. But there is a window when they can be signed mm-hmm. and when they're allowed to play. So apparently there's multiple windows because there's these multiple like FIFA like little break win- breaks that happen right. throughout the year. But the main one Yeah, we're lots focusing- of international breaks. Yeah. But the main one we're focusing on right now is for the World Cup, right? So players can be signed starting last month on the 23rd, but they have to be released by August 30th. That's wild. When they This get- is actually I just learning about this as well. I knew they had replacement players, but I didn't know all of the like intricacies yeah. within that that world. And it's oh, yeah. a this lot. Is, this is my this is my stats deep dive stuff. So like, <laughs> um, the cool thing about all of this too is that national team replacement players don't count against a team's roster or their salary cap. Now, if you're not familiar with the NWSL or you know American sports in general, we have salary caps that's the reason we're you know we're not paying the you know bajillion dollars for players coming from europe to to play for us right right it's a way of creating parity throughout the league it's a way for everybody to be kind of on the same playing level if you're smarter with your money and find better players for the amount of money that you have you'll go farther but it basically means that you can't blame your team's performance on the money that was spent. Like, oh, if we had more money, we could have gotten better players. It's like, no, the other teams had the exact same amount of money. Right. (laughs) Or roughly the same amount of money. I know there's a whole bunch of loopy, weird rules about all of that that I don't understand. (laughs) So I'm not even going to get into those. But these national team replacement players don't count against the roster or the salary cap during this period. So during... Um, June 23rd through August 30th. That's wild. It's super cool. Yeah. But it's it's like, that's a big deal. And I mean, the NWSL this year is taking a break for the World Cup. So Angel City just played their last regular season home game before the break uh, this weekend, which we won. Yay! Uh, But we won't have our next regular season matchup won't be till august 19th so it's a while before we get back to that now we do have a challenge cup game at the end of this month mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like scheduling is just gonna have to like it, things are gonna right. have to just keep moving but i will say as a preview to that episode i'm so pumped because we're playing portland and they have so many people on different national teams we have a really good shot at winning <laughs> <laughs> preview to that again uh, we we're in a good spot now so yeah that's you know, a whole that's oh man that's exciting <laughs> yes it's exciting we're free to keep players after the august 30th deadline if we do now their salary and their uh roster spot affects what we have on the team so right. if we had open spots already great if we still had the money in the in the salary cap great if we're completely full not so great because if they were performing really well and we wanted them it kind of means someone needs to get bumped off and i don't really know how best that actually works we'll see if the two players that angel city signed you know stick with us after that they'll at least get to play during that challenge totally 
Yeah. And they've actually already started making a pretty big impact. Kelsey Hill, who's one of the players that we signed as an NTRP, has actually been with the team since the preseason, practicing, training, like, you know, being with in like involved in the system. So she's a really good knowledge of what we're doing, what the goals are, that kind of thing. We also signed Elizabeth Eddy, who is a veteran of the league. She was on Houston as recently as last year and then wasn't re-signed. I'm not sure why. I like just generally don't have a lot of information on her in my brain. But she's great. She's come in the last couple games, made a huge impact. So it's really going to be interesting to see how JJ and Alyssa Thompson coming back home is going to impact Elsie and Elizabeth Eddy's role on the team. Yeah. If it does, if, you know, there's a yeah. lot. If it and that goes for every team. Yeah, like if it impacts their role, I'm not sure what our salary cap space is, what our roster space is, because that's kind of not really um, as publicized as a lot of other sports leagues. Yeah. And yeah. The thing and is, the, it, it not, the thing is yeah. that it might not even it, it might not be a factor of affecting um, JJ or Alyssa's positions or anything like that. It right. might be a factor of affecting someone else on the team to make room. right, but like again, someone who's on the cusp. Yeah. yeah, so we'll 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 cross that bridge on the thirtieth when we get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll cross that bridge definitely. So that's really what we've got for you for the World Cup. I know there's a lot of other places that probably go in a deep dive, but really we wanted to give you the kind of overview, uh, the yeah, quick the quick bites, and dirty the cliff notes, right? Quick and dirty, yeah. and perfect podcast to go ahead and share with your friends and let them kind of get the basics of what you're about to drag them into and watch games at in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's honestly, that's what it is. My, I mentioned this in a little, like a couple episodes ago, my friend Emily is who like dragged me slightly unwillingly into the 2015 World Cup. And there was no turning back after that point. Have fun, stay up late, get up early, set your alarm for four in the morning to watch a game at 4.30. Like it's worth it every time because you're going to watch world-class athletes ball out on the pitch and just have a damn good time. It's yeah. a lot of soccer. Some people will be so irritated that you're all you're going to be talking about for the next month, month and a half is the World Cup. That's whatever. Let them be. Let them hate. Have fun. Enjoy it. Get involved with it. Talk about it. Like I've said a million times before, just talk about women's sports in a positive light. Like, please spread yeah. the word. Tell people yeah. that they're great. <laughs> it's awesome. And my my office a couple years ago, well, pre-COVID, um, we used to actually turn on the TVs in our conference rooms to have the World Cup playing. Uh, so, you know, maybe I'll get my office to do that again. Uh, do that, it. Do it. Well, then again, thinking about that now, the games are either like in the evening or really early in the morning. So I don't know if that's There's some happen. that are like at 11 a.m. There's some there. at like later morning. So you might yeah. get some of them. Yeah. So, with you know, with all that being said, is going to be at 6 o'clock Pacific time. So P.M. We're gonna, PM. So you were prime time viewing. You're going to be able to watch that at home, you know, have an early dinner, and we'll be cheering on our uh, four time U.S. Women's World Cup champion. Four stars. It's a drive for five, everyone. Yep. I could go on for hours, Bob. <laughs> and we will in, in the U.S. Yes, uh, we will. <laughs> episode. So, how, how to watch uh, all of this? Really, if you take a look at our Instagram um, this weekend after the match that we won, Again, just got to say that one more time. I posted up a bunch of 
images on the Instagram stories, which I apologize for anybody who was actually following us at the time and got spammed with a bunch of stuff. But really, what it was is that I broke down the schedule for every day of the group stages and did all the math for you. You're welcome. So all the time, <laughs> all the times they're have been all adjusted. They're in our highlights. Oh. Yeah. yeah. They're in our highlights, so you can go watch them. All the times have been adjusted for Pacific time. So they're all ready and set. You don't have to think about, okay, this, this 3 o'clock Eastern time, what does that mean? You don't got to do the mental math. It'll be right yep. there. Go ahead and take a look at them. Save them. Take screenshots. Share them with friends. Uh, you know, get ready for, for all those games and... Yeah, watch the U.S. women, but also watch, you know... Watch everybody else. Watch everybody else. Yeah. It's going to be exciting, and this is the world's biggest stage for this. Everybody is going to show up and show out, so it's going to be amazing. Just sporting, and just amazing soccer, football, just Absolutely. Everything. Angel City is actually hosting two different watch parties that are going to start at 11 p.m. Wednesday the 19th at 33 taps both in culver city and silver lake so if you want to stay up all night with your favorite angel city supporters go ahead go have fun the game starts at midnight and you'll get to see our captain ali riley play and lead her team she's the captain for new zealand as well kick off the world cup in her home country and it's so cool they will be broadcast on Fox, who is the official broadcaster for the English language broadcast in the, in the United States. So it's it's all the Fox networks, Fox FS1, FoxSports.com, the app, any streaming that carries Fox, YouTube TV, Fubo, Slink, like all the places that Fox exists. You can catch the English broadcast there. Yeah. Unfortunately, with all of that Fox uh, access is you do need a TV subscription to be able right. to watch some of the streaming stuff. Though when it's but because it's on Fox, it means it'll be at every single bar. So yes. <laughs> you can go. So ahead as and we've watch said them. before, if you're in if you're at a bar somewhere late and you know there's a game on, get them to turn it on if they don't have it already on. It's an international tournament. There's no reason why it shouldn't be on because they're already paying for the channels. Get in their face about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mundo is the official broadcaster for the Spanish language broadcasts in the US. Matches will be on both the Telemundo and Universo channels, and they'll all be streaming in Spanish on Peacock as well. Here's the crazy thing. For some reason, Telemundo broadcasts rarely fail. I might be jinxing it. I don't think so. <laughs> and I think it's because soccer is so beloved in Spanish-speaking countries that they know that if their broadcasts go out, good luck. There will be a riot. They'll never get it again. Uh, yeah, they'll never have, like, Telemundo will never have show soccer again. So I do suggest, even if you speak English primarily, you don't speak a lick of Spanish, it's totally fine. You will still understand what's going on. Spanish language broadcasts are so emphatic and fun. And it's more passionate. Like, yes, there's so, it's not as analytical as, like, it, it is very, uh, like, smart and very, like, educated about the game, but it's not as stuffy analytical as u.s broadcast can be when it comes to sports it's way more emotional and the broadcasters are having fun like these are their home countries that are competing as well so you get the love of the game from local reporters it's just it's so great so if it's your first rodeo make sure you know how and where to stream and watch telemundo because 
might as well just tune in at least once to get the experience. Just do it. It's yeah. it's great. The really cool thing about this too is that Telemundo has introduced their World Cup 2023 broadcast team. And the best part is that it's anchored by the largest female team of commentators in a Spanish language media history. So this is humongous, huge. I know a bunch of our listeners are Latinos because they're my friends. Like, and they're your <laughs> friends. They're our friends. Like, it is such a big deal to have women calling the game, both in English and Spanish. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are not exactly happy with who the U.S. is having commentate a lot of the games. That's a whole different conversation. But yeah. to have a female-led broadcast team for the Women's World Cup is gigantic because of the the reach that they will have through Spanish language media over the next month and a half. So keep your eye on our feed. We'll post TV schedules for the upcoming matches there. As much information, I'll probably just be screaming about everything on on Twitter, on Instagram, on my personal Instagram and our our casual FC Instagram. Like I'm I have to like retain composure while I'm at work. Like I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm grateful that the games are on the off times and I'm not going to sleep for a month, but I've done it before. I'll do it again. Before years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With all of that, thank you for listening to us. Subscribe, follow, get ready for all the content that's coming to you. We're on all the platforms uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, etc. All the places you want to find them. If I didn't list one, we're probably on it. Go check out our website, casualfc.com. And that has the episodes on the website and then it also has uh, links to all the places you can find it so go check it out there and make sure you're subscribed definitely we are on all the socials at casual fc pod on instagram twitter tiktok and threads because we had to jump on it because them's the rules these days apparently yeah <laughs> so do you what know. you can help us out when you can and share the podcast Leave a comment. Let us know what your favorite World Cup memory is to this point, either on a DM or on a post. We'll respond to it. We'll bring it up somehow. Yeah. I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. All right, Definitely. Well, thank you. Definitely. And bye. Later days at LFG USA. Bye.